All right. Are we going to start it now? We're here, We dude. started it up? What's Wait. up? Wait, I want to do this. I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to, like, crack the can <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the audio. The we successful bit failure not brought to you by Liquid Death. Not yet. Not anyway, yet. You know, we never know. I'm do the second one. Double, double fisted right now. But Bashi, we do... Bashi is a sponsor, I'll, so... I'll keep this one in the view. I'll turn this one away. <laughs> okay. There you Sweet. go. Gosh, let me try this. Holy shit. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah? That's pretty good. I've never good. had one yet. It has kava in it. Do you know what... Have you been to a kava lounge? A kava lounge? No. I don't even know what it is. People keep asking me. I, I refuse to read the paper. It's like a it's like a hippie chemical that I guess is supposed to relax you. It's kind of an alternative to CBD, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like kava lounges I've seen. And even in Las Vegas, I've seen those. It's it's quite odd. It's like a opiate lounge kind, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Right? It actually, I'm kind of excited to see if, if I'm going to feel this. Go ahead, do your thing. And give us a review after. Help I me will. get paid. Let's keep pounded it anyways what's up jesse you know we're here thank you so much for uh coming on the podcast we had a little flub today so i appreciate you being flub. here it's okay it's okay it's all good i came out here i'm excited to be here. this is a beautiful it's a beautiful place right now it's pretty cool it's pretty cool so cool we're in hollywood on sunset and and we're here let's do it dude to vegas okay kids. i was i was really excited about this because we don't know each other right we've only met like twice now mm-hmm. and and you're also oh, from Vegas. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank God those two were recording. Okay. I'm we're I'm good. really excited because we didn't know each other. And you're also from Vegas. Right. And then now we can just we can get to know each other. We can get to know each other, dude. Yeah. What's good? So how long have you been living in LA? How long have you been living? Since March. What is that? What is that? Um S- nine months. Nine months. Nine months. From Full-time Vegas? baby. Yeah. No we're kidding. We moved straight here in March, like like the first week of March. Why the move? Um I just wanted to get out, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've known since I was 13 years old that I wanted to move here. Uh, I was supposed to move here right before the pandemic. I was planning, oh, in 2020, I was planning to move here that year when I finished school. And then, of course, COVID happened. So just had to put that on hold. And you were in Vegas the whole time? I was in Vegas the whole time. Damn. And it was, in college and after college were rough. I was like, and I finally got a job offer out here, and, and I took it, and I'm, I do not have any regrets about it. I've loved it so much. So is the job that brought you out here not comedy? No, it, yeah, no, it's just, a, just an office job. I work a corporate job. It's life-sucking. It's miserable. I hate it. I'm so jealous that you get to do this for work no, right not now. Even. If you would have seen my day today, you maybe not, but, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brutal, but, no, I – and I remember thinking – when I first moved out here, that people who loved living in LA were so annoying about it. Right. And then now I've become that annoying person and it disgusts me. I'm like, I love going to Air One. And <laughs> oh my God, no way. I, I've never, I refuse to go to Air One. You refuse? I refuse. I, number one, I don't have any money. And number two, I can't even say the name. I don't have any money, but I still have to go. And it's, it's, I, I don't know. I love so many things about LA. I love going to coffee shops. I love the, just the energy and the people. I was telling someone this when every time I went out in Vegas on a Saturday night, I so desperately wanted to go out. And then I would come home and think, wow, I should have just fucking stayed home. Mm. And then now every night I've gone out in Los Angeles, I've had a great time where I'm like, wow, I, this is the best decision I've ever made for myself. So so, Good for you. It's well, been my experience. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do out here compared to Vegas. Like Vegas, like I don't know about you, but I grew up there my whole life, but more so just 
I moved away when I was 27, and my all my 20s was just me partying. That was it. That's all I remember, really? or barely remember. See, mine was the opposite. I did not party because every time I tried to, I just didn't like it. I remember, I remember going to parties multiple times, and I'd be at a party with a group of people I didn't know very well, and I'd just be sitting there and think, "Why do? Why am I here? I don't like any of you. None of you have any ambition to do anything." And I'm I'm so glad I got out of there. So do you feel like people in LA have a different mindset than the people in Vegas? Yes. I feel as though there are people that I've met here in LA who have the work ethic and the drive. Definitely there's a lot of bullshitters too. Right. But I do I do really appreciate how the the grind that everyone has out here. God, that's such an annoying word. Um, the grind that everyone has out here to to pursue what whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't have an insane, I guess, passion or work ethic for it. It seems like people are, there are those people who are doing things kind of little by little because they enjoy it out here. Mm. Um, and so I've, that's something I've just noticed is yeah. just the difference. Give me one second. I'm going to make sure I'm recording again. I do this all the time. I'm so sorry. You're okay. We're good. Okay. Um. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're gonna pick back, pick that back up. So Vegas, their mindsets. I, I don't know if uh, it took me a couple of years to really notice the different movements and people from Vegas compared to out here in LA. Like people in Vegas, they walk really, really slow. Oh, and it's just like almost like a Wally, the movie. Well, because it's so hot, you can't move. That's true. It's so fucking hot. You're sweating just being outside for five minutes. The summer. This was my first summer not in Las Vegas. That's true. And it was glorious, just being outside. The, the, the difference that the weather can have on your mental health mm-hmm. is incredible because this is what I did when I lived in Vegas. It was so hot. So you would stay up all night because it was miserable to do anything. And then you'd right. sleep in until exactly. 12. Exactly. When pretty, pretty much when you were a teenager or in mm-hmm. college. And then that was, everything just felt wasted. And days would just fly by. Yeah. Like nobody slept because it was just or nobody slept. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was awful. And then the only thing to do at night is go out and party. Go to party and you'd go to, you go to what? There's like three bars, baby. Three bars. Or get roofies at a, get roofied at a PTs. I don't know. Everybody got roofied at a PTs in Las Vegas. At a PTs? Really? Like so many friends, so many of my friends, so many people I know have gotten roofied downtown Las Vegas or at PTs. Downtown for sure. Yeah, downtown for sure. For sure. That was my stopping grounds. Not that I roofied anybody. Okay, people. See, I, I turned 21. Wait, I can't believe you're even 27. So Me? yeah, I thought you were like no, the I'm same age. Dude. Oh my god, I'm with that, that, yeah. pon- that Pinoy blood. Yeah, that Pinoy blood, dude. That Pinoy blood. You know I'm Filipino, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We... Um, yeah. I well, I turned 21 like a couple years before COVID. So then I got like a year of being out of freedom. Got it. And then it was COVID and it couldn't yeah. go anywhere for a couple of years. So I didn't really get to enjoy downtown as much as other people did. I see. Yeah. I see. You weren't missing much, honestly. It's the same thing every night. Yeah, exactly. I went there. Me and my some LA friends went out there last weekend mm-hmm. and just we went. I took them to Fremont Street there and they go. were like, wow, that was a sensory overload. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I know, I, I just wanted to see the trauma in yeah. your guys' eyes from that. We saw probably three people vomit in one night there on Fremont Street. Typical Vegas night. Yeah. Um, but any boobs? All, all the boobs. All the boobs. So many boobs. Penises? Um, did we see any penises? Or man ass? Didn't see, maybe we saw a man ass or two, but there were definitely titties everywhere. It was, but something about it going back is, is 
this is home. Dude, it's fun. It's it's like this is where I'm from. I used to hang out here when yeah. I was a teenager. It's fun. I, every time I go out, uh, go back with my girlfriend, we usually stay at downtown or at the Palms. You know what I mean? Just because it's just she loves it too. Now she's from France, but she loves Vegas now. Oh wow! Yeah, she yeah. loves it. She hated it at first, mm. but now she's all about it. I got it. Yeah, I love. I do love Vegas in the way I needed to get out, but I I do. It, I I have this pride from about it now, where mm-hmm. I'm like, I can say mean things about it, but I love it. Right. At the same time, yeah. that is where I grew up. That is what made me got me here. Yeah. It is weird though, but once you move out, that's when you realize how much you love the city. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I miss it. I do I miss it. I do not miss it, no? but I have an appreciation for it. I see. I am very glad I grew up there, and but I'm very happy to be back here. I see. To be here now. Yeah. I mean, it, it is fun out here, I won't lie, but it's just, I think what it is, I miss my family and friends. I think that's all. Oh, well, it, I see, I go back once a month. I Lucky. go back once a month, I'll do shows out there, and then uh, come back here. And sometimes I have friends that go back and forth a lot, so I'll hitch a ride with someone, or I'll fly, and it's it wor- it's worked out really well. Yeah, how how are the shows out there in comparison to L.A.? Honestly, okay, so the tourist crowds. So I heard some, the, tor- the tourist crowds, so if you're doing oh, if shit. you're doing a show at the Stratosphere or Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club, both great clubs. Uh-huh. But the crowds, someone said this. It's like there's so many fake tits and oxygen tanks in these crowds. Like, <laughs> that's a great uh, great description of Vegas. <laughs> but I mean, they they have don't tell comedy there. That's yeah, really fun. Dude, that's dope and beautiful. They're doing a great thing out there. Um, those were the first shows that I did where I was where I thought, wow, this is so fun. Yeah. Like, this is the greatest thing. This is what I want to do. And so, yeah, that's, it's definitely growing. They have Wise Guys out there. And yeah, Wise Guys is Wise Guys is, is beautiful, beautiful club. Yeah. And so. Speaking of downtown Las Vegas, want to, got to plug El Cortez real the quick. El Cortez. The El, El Cortez, Cortez, you know, old stomping grounds. Yeah. Um, Going back to the comedy in Vegas, did you start comedy out in Vegas? I did start comedy in Vegas. Okay. And I think, okay, so I spent a summer out in L.A., interning where the company I work for now. And when I was here, I was really going through the self-discovery thing of, okay, what do you, what do I want to do? Um, mm. I tried rock climbing. I tried <laughs> hiking. I tried, I tried so many different things. Everything a lesbian would do, basically. Pretty much. It? Played the bass in a band, <laughs> um, all the lesbian stuff. And I, and then one day... I just, I saw Taylor Tomlinson at a Whole Foods and I was like, oh, I should go see her show. So I went to watch the shows at the comedy store. Yeah. I showed up alone at the comedy store, which was, I was like 21 years old. Damn. Barely allowed in. And I get there and they're like, oh, how many people? I'm like, it's just me. They're like, you showed up alone. I'm like, yeah. They're like, do you know someone on the lineup? I'm like, no. And the, the door guy looks at the other door guy and he's like, this girl showed up alone. And they're like <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> And I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and then these these two sweet girls were like, "Oh, you can sit with us." And That's I was sweet. actually kind of thankful for that. But yeah. I just remember like how traumatizing that was. <laughs> I was like, I'm never showing, comics, never dude. showing up to this alone again. <laughs> I go um, all the, alone all there all the time. Yeah, to hang out. but I've and never I gone mean, to a show. Alone. I could now, like, because I'm because yeah. I am one. But it's weird enough to go to a place alone as a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never go to a bar alone. I would never go to the movies alone. And I don't know if it's for the, I think it's a mix of one, it's kind of shameful and two, like you will get bothered. Like you will a hundred percent get bothered. Yeah. And I look like a Filipino lesbian. So I know you, I don't know. I got a haircut every time 
I think if if you cut it, if you cut the fade a little bit more, you you probably would cut, cut it shorter. You cut, cut yeah. If it was if the fade was a little deeper, you know. Damn. Yeah, I saw I saw a lesbian with a nice fade yesterday. I told him I was going for the Filipino lesbian. Going line. for the Filipino. Yeah. Do you say do you say um my grandma would always say this bakla? Is bakla, he, is the bakla, bakla, is he bakla? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. I'm glad you brought that up because. There are some things that I want to try on stage that I'm afraid to, like, for instance, uh, a Filipino accent. Like, I have this whole bit where if I was a rapper, you know, at the end of rap songs, yeah. they have, like, the voicemail of the grandma. It's a bit where, like, if I was a rapper, how would a Filipino grandma call me? You know what I mean? It would oh. be her complaining. But I want to do the voice, but I'm so scared to do it. Or not even that I'm scared. I've done it. I just don't feel like people are reacting it to the way I expect them to. Yeah, right? and... I think that's hard. I mean, I, I don't feel like I can comment on that because even though I grew up in a Filipino, like my grand, I grew up with my grandparents mm -hmm. who were from the Philippines. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't feel like I could talk about it enough. I'll like gently throw it in sometimes, but, and so I don't know. And then. So you don't talk about your Filipino heritage a I little bit? I kind of don't. No? Honestly. Why like not? I've tried to occasionally, but I just, I don't know if something, I feel like I don't. Since I look white passing, mm. that it it doesn't it hasn't absorbed as well from the audience. I, I, that happens with a lot of uh, mixed comedians. I feel like I had uh, Angie Stroud on the podcast, and she said the same exact thing. She's half white, half black, and when yeah. she went to an basically an all black show, it her racial jokes didn't really get received well. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. That you know, this is who you are. We always say, "Be authentic, be you," and it's yeah. who you are. But yet, some crowds they just won't fuck with who you are. Yeah, like I've tried to throw some some tidbits in, like, um, like I think I always say the most Filipino thing about me now is I have a bag that says "My Peck Peck My Choice." <laughs> peck Peck. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Peck Peck is vagina. It's the funniest word for vagina. It's the greatest. <laughs> the Peck Peck. It's the greatest thing. My Palestinian friend gave that to me. Dude, um, I haven't heard that word in since in my childhood. So long. No, I've heard it all the time. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, did you do you have a tabu growing up? A tabu? Tabu, tabu. Yeah, like before the like it's the Filipino bidet. The yeah, tabu. no, I didn't. My my, my mom always tabu? had that. Yeah, my mom had had had. You were that. high class, so. <laughs> Not even, bro. I just can't. You're high I can't class deal Asian. with the water on, like on my butthole. Even bidets, I just can't. Really? Can't, yeah, I'd rather just use a wet wipe okay, rather right. than getting water shut up. My I'm glad booty. you cleared that up. That yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I've do. never even tried it. The thing is, I've really? never. I just know that, that it would, It's gonna it get would. awkward once I feel something on Are my butthole. Are you scared butthole. you're gonna like it? No, I I like butt stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just clear. That. I just want to clear that with everybody. Okay. It. I just don't. Unvoluntary. Okay. It's involuntary is what it feels okay. like. Yeah. Okay. Even if you're doing it for yourself for like cleanliness. At that point, I'd rather just get in the I shower. Like, I like, yeah. Okay. I guess so. But I, I want to, I want to, you probably have one of those detachable shower heads, huh? Yeah, I do. I want one so badly. I do. I do. Specifically for that reason. In both so of my bathrooms. I've got two bathrooms. You've got two bathrooms. Got two bathrooms, you know. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse has two bathrooms and a clean asshole. <laughs> I'm putting that in my bio. That's that's me. That's how I want to get introduced on stage every, every time. time. Every, every time. time. Every time. Do you have any Vegas jokes? Like, Do you have any Vegas jokes? Yeah. Yeah, well... When I'm there, I mainly will. When I'm there, I can do a longer set much easier because I can just riff off of Vegas stuff. Mm. And I realized that when I moved here, I was like, oh, I can't do... can't do Boulder Highway jokes out here. <laughs> <laughs> can't do Boulder Highway jokes, but um, no, yeah. I, what is the equivalent in LA to Boulder Highway jokes? 
the equivalent in LA, maybe probably, like Inland Empire stuff. Okay, or, okay, I, yeah, uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Yep, there you go, dude. I I did see someone squat take squatting and dumping dude. on Hollywood Boulevard as I was driving here. I, as you were driving, as, here? as I was driving here, like lady right next to me popping a squat, like. And I was I wasn't looking, but I could tell she wasn't peeing. Well, good for her as long as she's comfortable doing it. Like outside. it was, it was. I mean, like to to uh, I don't know, just to bring. There's people with strollers there. Yeah, and it's it's insanity. Yeah, Anyways, I used to live. I used to those. live down there, and um, one time walking, it was raining in the morning, and this dude was passed out on the on the side, but just a whole bunch of just poop. Was running down the sidewalk, and I was like, "What in the fuck dude, is this, dude? Yeah. It's crazy out here, like with that. It's like in it, Vegas. You don't even. I I never don't recall. I've ever never seen that. human shit. No. Yeah. I've never seen human. Yeah. yeah. It's it is the it's weird how regional homeless people are. <laughs> like in Vegas, they can barely move because it's so hot. They're just <laughs> they're they're crawling on the streets. Um, I'm not gonna do homeless material right now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I talk I, about, I think Vegas culture, I feel like was just four loco Adderall and hot Cheetos. That was Vegas culture growing up. That I, apart from the Adderall, that was basically, you're right. Yeah. I never did Adderall. I never did Adderall. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never did Adderall. I never did. I wanted to, but I never did. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's fun. I've done it, but, but I don't, yeah, I don't do there was it a like lot that. of Adderall going around in college. I know that. that. Makes sense. Yeah, all the all the nursing girls. I remember that. Did you did you go to college in Vegas? Uh, I went to CSN. You went to CSN. Yeah. I went to CSN High School. So, CSN High School. Yeah. Look so at I you, did. Dude. I did the you're college the, you're program. Right Filipino. I, yeah, I did. I did everything right. I just didn't do nursing. That's all. <laughs> you're an engineer. Yeah, Ooh. I did engineering instead. Ooh. I was like, I'm not wiping butts. Yeah. No, not for me. <laughs> so not good. for everybody. I, so that's what at, I used to do. I'm just, really, you were yeah, a nurse? Yeah, I was a caretaker. Oh, wow. Like an actual caretaker. Wow. Just, yeah, dude, before moving out here. Yeah. So it, it was it was crazy. I grew up in a care home. I see. Yeah. So yeah. your family was nurses too? Yeah, my mom was a nurse in Hawaii, and then uh, she decided to open up a business out in Vegas where she took care of old people. Okay. And that's basically my whole life was that's just growing sweet. up with... You think so, but a lot of them had dementia and they were really mean. Oh like, yeah, th that was my, those that's, were my bullies. That's my grandfather. My oh, no grandfather shit. pretty much has no fucking clue what's going on. Filipino, and he's so mean. Filipino, yeah, Grandpa? he's Fili no my kidding. Filipino grandfather. He's so mean. Like every time he's in the hospital, I'm like looking at yeah. the nurses, like I am sorry. That <laughs> this is it's the a, worst. He'll yeah, yeah. It's a wild disease. That's a disease where like. I don't know. They always say, like, I hear from nurses and doctors all the time, but they always say, like, they're able to make fun of what they do because they're around it so much. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt, but it never works on stage. So I do know something about you. I know that you, you haven't, you've, how long have you been doing comedy? Five months. Five months. Yeah. yeah. You're in a fetus. Yeah, um, but, basically. But I don't have, I haven't been doing it that long either. I'm still like a baby. But, uh, so why did you move out here? If you didn't move here for comedy, why did you move out a here? Film. Film. I moved out here for film, and film. I started working in film, started making short films, wrote a feature, wrote pilots, did all that stuff. Okay. And then uh, just this year, dude, I kind of – I didn't realize it when it was happening, but I kind of fell out of love with it and just kind of like even the grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm a huge person on – you have to love the grind yeah. in order to do it. Oh, 100%. And I fell out of love with it, and I was just kind of just forcing my way through it throughout the year. And thank God that the strike happened because yeah. the work went out, and then I was just like, all right, well, I got to figure something else out here. Yeah. Then started comedy, and then I started the podcast to learn about comedy, mm -hmm. and then now I'm fucking here. Yeah. Within what? That's four months of the, starting the podcast. That's solid, yeah. Three and a half months of starting the podcast, I'm here. 
So it, was just, it just, it was meant to be. I, I feel like, you know what I mean? I'm not giving up on filmmaking as of yet, uh, mm -hmm. for specifically the writing, because I love the writing part of it. The directing, maybe I'll do it again, but it's one of those things where it's like, if I'm not getting paid for a creative position, I'm not going to work in film I anymore. I got it. Because I, I, I was, I was going Work, the PA route. Working in film, like, okay, I've, there, I mean, I've, the only thing that I've really witnessed is uh -huh. I would watch, like, student films being made oh, Jesus. In, in Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. In studio. I had a crush on this director guy. Um, of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Broke my heart. But <laughs> um, I had a crush on this director guy, and he, I would hang around and watch them film his. And it was, I was like, this is the most stressful thing. You're relying on so many people yeah. to pull through. And, and it's, it, I was like, if you really, really have to love it to do this. Exactly. Because that was another thing, too, is like I would give these people these big promises like, oh, if we get this one, then I'm going to move on to a feature. I'm going to hire you guys on the feature film. Like there's it's almost like a multi-level marketing, right, where you give them all the promises in the world and only the people get paid are the people up top. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I had realized that. And that kind of got to my head, and I was just like, I don't know if this is something like, because with, with comedy, the barrier of entry is so much easier and cheaper, right? Like you go to the mics, you go up there yourself, and you, you're not, only relying on yourself. Exactly. Like I did music before I did comedy, and just relying on just people to show up exactly. for that was exactly. being a musician. Like early on, I went to I was I stopped at a show at the Knitting Factory and just watched like the a, Knitting Factory, the Knitting Factory, the one at um. Uh, and on Linkersham in North Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw, I saw a band there playing, which is a small crowd, and I was like, being a low level band seems so much more miserable than being a low level comedian. <laughs> That's so true, though. <laughs> it, it just, it, and I so respect to all the musicians and all the film people. Yeah. Way more than comedians. No, uh, no, being a comedian. <laughs> being a comedian's painful. I don't know. I'm um, feeling this kava. <laughs> I feel like the cop. I feel like I'm gonna get a refill on this if you don't mind. I'm glad you're drinking because I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I like had a lot of drunk conversations with people for the first time last night, and it's just it's it's great. It's you, great. Do you like having drunk conversations? With I people? I do. I am a I'm a I'm a drink talker person. Yeah, I'm yeah. very social when I get start very getting a little social. tipsy. That's a Filipino side. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, good. dude. Exactly. Um, how long you been doing comedy? Three. I started November 2019. Damn. So I did my first show January of 2020, and it was it was so much fun. And then the world collapsed. Yeah. But you know, like I accepted it. It gave me a lot of time to think about: Do I really do I want to go back and do this, or mm -hmm. do I want to pursue my professional career? Um, and have you figured that out yet? Yeah, I think I've. I'm kind of in a mix of. Let me try my hardest right now. Yeah. And then if I get tired of it down the road, I can just go back to school and do engineering, honestly. But I, ha I did have a really intense job in Las Vegas, working nights and oh, wow. traveling a lot. And that was a big reason I left was because was, it was just getting in the way. I had to be up at like 4 a.m. And I'm like, I'm at dive bar until 11 p.m. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. Can't do both. And so... Yeah, I'm kind of in the in the midway, but definitely, well, I'm like 70, 30 now. With the comedy? Yeah, and so I, f I found an office job that has good hours and a flexible schedule to where I can at least make it to mics, make it to shows, and 
all works out right now. So there you I'm go. Happy with that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, the reason why I asked because I saw the first time I ever saw you go up was at the Hollywood Improv. Oh yeah. And you got you a saw call me back. On a good night. <laughs> Dude, you got a call back though. Yeah, that's that was, crazy. That was I. I wanted to shit myself that night, but I feel like everybody feels that way. Plus, because I'm I'm new here and I don't really know people. And it was, it was very, and I'm like, everybody just bombed. I'm going to get up there and I'm going to bomb too. And you got to accept it. It's okay. Cause everybody else bombed. So that was your mindset of going up there. You're going to bomb. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to bomb and it's going to be, I just need to accept it. Like there's no turning back now. And then my first joke hit and I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> let's get, let's go. And so, no, that was, that was a good, that was probably one of my favorite moments I've had in LA. There you go. It was that time. Cause I met a lot of, met a lot of like other women that night too, that I, that I I didn't know before, and so it was. Just, I really appreciated how many people I met that night. That was a good night. Yeah, that, that was a good night to be out there and just yeah. kind of hanging hanging out and yeah, seeing the comics do their thing. Yeah, it was it was it was great. Good, but um, congratulations! That good for you because thank you. Those from what I hear come few and far between for people. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the first time I showed up there too. What? I, that was the first time the I went there. Here, I got pulled my first night, and yeah, I, I my boss was gone that week. I get off work at five thirty, and you have to be there at five, and so I wow. snuck out of work really early. Yeah. Signed up. They were all like down to their last three, and yeah. I'm like, well, this sucks. And so, but no, it all worked out. So, so how sometimes got to trust the process. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. How did the uh, the lab go the next day? The lab was really fun the next day too, and I I liked the hosts there that night. They were really sweet, and so I really appreciated the welcomeness there. Support, support. The improv has a little bit more of a cheery feel than maybe some <laughs> other places. Other places just feel so cutthroat. Like <laughs> I always so, say, the comedy store feels like high school again. It really Especially does. Especially for new comics. It really does. Oh my yeah. God, being a new comedian in it's, I can, I can empathize with that because I, I couldn't imagine being a new, new comic here. That yeah. would be tough. I'm glad I started somewhere else with a smaller scene. Um, but yeah, it's. It was tough. Like a lot of people would just look at me, what are you doing, dude? Also, okay, <laughs> I'm thankful. Thank you to all the women in LA. None of you are listening to this, but thank you to all the women in LA who, put on like places for women in comedy here because I think about my experience going to an open mm. mic for the first time yeah. and it was just at this smoky bar the steel smoky Steelers bar in cells. on Tropicana and Pecos <laughs> <laughs> dude what it was, it was, it was damn that's it was rough Lounge, right there Tropicana and Pecos smoky bar you smelled like cigarettes um, after you hung out that mic, um, like 20 people would sign up. It'd be all dudes, yeah, all dudes in their forties yep. and they'd say weird things to you yep. and, and think it's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be the, the all like, and it was luckily the people hosting that night were so awesome. And I ended up hosting at that smoky bar, dinky bar, like two years later. Good for you. And so it was, it was, but it, I, I think about that, how uncomfortable it is. To go into a room of comedy as as a person in general, but right. as a woman, yeah, like no, absolutely. There, that's where the difference really comes in. I is, mean, you've been to the Fourth Wall NoHo, right? Yeah, I live. Yeah. That's I live near that one. Okay. And, like I, I was lucky the first time I went there. I knew some people there already. Like I knew probably four people in go. Los Angeles before I moved here. Uh -huh. So with those four people, I like milked as much as I could out of them to to get to know people here and. But yeah, I knew a couple people the first time I went there, and it wasn't that bad. And 
the host was pretty cool. But I can understand, like, if you're there on, like, a weird night with certain people there, oh, you're yeah. like, why do you people do this? Yeah, exactly, dude. It was, that was, like, one of my first open mics in L.A. Because oh, wow. I had my first open mic right before my birthday. Oh. Out in Vegas at Wise Guys. Okay. So, like, I invited all my friends and family, and I was like, if I bomb, you'll laugh. If I do good, you'll laugh. So either way, you'll laugh. Yeah, you guys you guys love me enough to laugh. Exactly. And then all the other comics were like, oh, this guy brought all these people. Yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. put him on last. Exactly, yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I bombed, like, the first half, and then I picked it up the second half, which is really cool. That's okay, yeah. That's a, that's a really, really fun mic. That it one. is a fun mic. That's the opposite of what... The lab mic yeah. feels like. Oh, really? I feel like I feel like wise guys. Maybe because I was just so accustomed to the people there and everything. But I just I, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, the wise guys were so much fun. Yeah, fun hang, fun crowd. Like it was always once that came about, everyone was like, "Okay, we're in it, guys." Yeah. Do you know Matt Salt? I do know Matt Salt. That's the homie. I went to high school with him. You went to high yeah, school. Yeah, we graduated with Matt together. Wow. Okay. No offense to Matt Salt, but I feel like he's so much older than you. No, it was yeah. hilarious. He he actually got up the day I went, and then my parents were there, and then he was just like, "Oh, Jesse, we used to throw the dopest fucking parties in high school, dude." Oh and my parents my like, I was like, "Bro," and I could see him. <laughs> he like switched up on it real quick. It was hilarious. Matt Salt was at the first um, comedy show I went to. I went to watch. Uh, He's been there forever, dude. Yeah, he was. I went to watch Jocelyn Sharp's Filth Factory. Do you know Jocelyn? Jocelyn Sharp? Never She's heard amazing. Of it. Um, but she had this show called Filth Factory at the Stratosphere okay. prior, and he was on, like, the very first one I watched to see what, like, local Vegas comedy was like. Yeah. Great, great dude, great dude. Hilarious, dude. Good stuff. Uh, let's see here. Going back to the comedy, I prepared this time. I've been getting high I know, on I was going to say, are you... Did you did you ask questions? Did you, or did you write down questions? I did. Hell yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, what was, in comedy, what was, like... Something that you that was like a failure, or at the moment felt like a failure, but then later you realized it was actually something that you needed that turned into a success. I asked this because the podcast is called the Successful Failure. Oh, the Successful Failure. So I gotta ask that. Let's see. Okay, I'm trying to. I'm gonna try to. Ow! I'm gonna try to um try to turn my. Can I just say I just feel like I've been so successful? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I've been so successful in comedy. Go. I've never failed. Um. <laughs> see the only thing i can think of is i was i got asked to host a show that it was a really important show for a really important subgroup of comedy in las vegas and i i was like yeah i can totally host and then thinking about it i was like maybe i can't <laughs> because host and you know it's weird because you get offered hosting before anything else right yeah but you have to be like so comfortable with hosting right. to be a great host and i just remember there were these girls there in the crowd who bullied me in high school. Like, oh, they were so mean to me in high school. And they were in the crowd, and I got so insecure. Damn. And I just, like, got so in my head and just ate total shit. And well, then I realized that the guy who was who put me on and was booking me, he wasn't even paying attention. He was in the back doing something else, had no clue that I... No clue how I was <laughs> doing. Um, and so he... I got I just got lucky there, and I still got to continuously do the show, and so I was happy about that. Did you bomb but in front of your bullies? Yeah, I did. Damn. That was that was the worst feeling. Damn, it was the worst feeling. That sucks. It dude. it it sucked so hard for them to be there. Like, and I don't think they because I don't think they expected me to be there. But it was, right. it, yeah. But then I also don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel petty. I don't want to be like, oh, like I'm up here and I'm doing better than right. you. And so I would have. 
I would have. Not that I would have been doing better I mean, than them. I would have called them out and be like, these were my bullies right here. These fucking bitches. Oh, see, no, I don't. When it comes to women, probably Well, you're not. a nice Filipino. Not that That's nice. a white side. Not That's that nice. That's gotta be the white side, right? But, yeah. Um, no, I think, I think I just went through... I mean, you have to deal with a lot of insecurities. Yeah. I think doing any art, you have to deal with a lot of insecurity about it, of... Of how do other people see me? Am I good enough to be? Am yeah. I good enough to be here? Absolutely. And so I went through this long period of, and I still go through this, especially moving to LA. Of like, if I don't have anything coming up, just reminding myself it's okay. Yeah. Just hang on, it'll come. Um, and I guess I, I wrote down this list of everything I wanted to do when I was in Vegas, and I did every single thing. Mm. And I was I was so proud of myself once I realized that. And so just going, and that just gave me a whole push of self-esteem moving forward. Like, you did that, you can do the next step. There you go. And so, yeah. But there you go. Definitely there's days I feel, I'm like, this is, I should have never done this. This yeah. is the worst thing I've ever yeah. done with my time. <laughs> I should just move on with my life, yeah. start a garden. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, so just keep pushing. I, what I try to tell myself is, like if I see someone else doing really well, like there's no difference between me and them. Like I can, I can do that too. Mm. Like it's just, can I push myself to work that hard? Mm. Yeah. Love that. Work ethic. I love that. So when, Filipino side. yeah, there you go, dude. Right. Um, when you're in those lulls where you're not getting booked and stuff like that, what do you like to do to kind of get yourself out of that? Or like, do you reach out to bookers? What do you do? No, I don't. I just write. Mm. I just I just write and I'm I keep thinking, okay, if I have the work to show for it, eventually something will come up and it usually does. And so mm. I just take the take those stagnant times to write and, and develop myself and I think of kind of because of starting comedy when you're twenty I started when I was twenty one. Damn. And like you don't really know who you are. You're right, just, yeah, true. That was the hardest thing because everyone had like married, was married and right. had kids. Had and, experienced life. And had ex life experiences. And I was like, I listen to Lana Del Rey. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know what to, to do. And so then I, I took that and thought, okay, well, how do I show this is, this is, this is how awkward it is to be in your 20s as a woman. Ah. And that's kind of where I'm taking. It's like I'm trying to get to know myself right now and then kind of making that my whole theme so um, that's your perspective that you're taking that you're writing jokes around yeah no kidding it's like this is my experience being a woman in my 20s because it is a very it's a very confusing time like looking back i'm 26 now looking back to 21 and realizing how different i am since then and taking that in and analyzing it Dude, that's wild. Yeah. I didn't know you'd like that that's such a cool way to do it where it's like okay i'm going through this in life right now this is my perspective, and then write a, a set around it. I, that's Pretty so much. wild. Exactly, and that's kind of the angle I go for for everything. I mean, I talk about like my past relationships, um, reflecting on when I was a teenager and how I see that now being in my 20s, and um, most of my friends are older than me and like the advice my older friends will give me. And so, yeah, and I, I think that, I think the whole finding your voice thing was like, okay, well, not many girls in their 20s here. Right. Like if if I can get connect with other people and if I can get like 40 year old men to listen to what mm. I'm going through as a 26 year old woman, that, that feels pretty good. Right. Yeah. Dude, that's so wild. That's a good fucking note. I'm going to clip that for the people who are watching. I'm going to clip that. That Getting was a fucking great clipped. note. Um, so right now I'm kind of like 
I think I'm hitting like my first plateau because two weeks ago I had the best week of my life going to these mics, fucking saying funny shit, getting everyone yeah. to laugh. And this whole week has just been nothing, dude. Like even on stage, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel like that muscle I've been working on on riffing, going to the improv mics. I feel like it's just fucking either stagnant or not there. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to continuously feel that. You yeah. just have to embrace the suck. And when you're, when you're, you're going to suck sometimes, other people are going to be crushing it. You can't be crushing it all the time. Yeah. And I think it, that does, it does get easier to get over that as time goes on. What do, what do you do to get over it? Like not even get over it. What do you do to kind of jump that hurdle and be like, get back to what I was two weeks ago type shit? Uh, you just get, I think one, you get used to it. Mm. Like you'll do shit and you'll feel less shit about it as time goes on. You're like, okay, I didn't do good. That's okay. Do you still hit mics during that time or? Yeah, I do. And then I. I think so, and I, if this varies from person to person. I like to really write out and plan what I'm gonna say. Gotcha. Other people can riff. Yeah. And so, um, and just really get into it and write when they're out of mic. And I'm trying to learn how to do that, like write when you're out of mic. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I I feel like I need more structured things before I go in personally. So sometimes I'll I like last week I just took a break. It was like I'm just gonna rest and write mm. and process what's going on in my life right now. I'm like so burpy right now. Oh, good. It's probably the kava. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, just get all. The, don't let the funk get to you because you need the you need the funk to develop mm. and really stop and pause and say, hey, what's going on in my life right now? What can I talk about? Oh. Like, what do I what do I want to say now? And you know, sometimes the stuff you have to say is gonna be crap, and just keep going. Yeah. yeah. All, everything I say is crap, so I don't even know what's good <laughs> right now. I mean, everything we all say as comedians is crap, so. That's, yeah. No, I mean, uh. yeah, and I think, I don't know what I think. I just I think you're doing great, Jesse. <laughs> I think you're crushing it. Yeah. Look at look at where we are right now. Yeah. Like, this is, this is the this coolest place has I've nothing been. to do with my stand-up, people. This is just the podcast. My stand-up <laughs> is still remain to be seen if this podcast is helping my stand-up. Um, no, but I, I actually do feel like it has. This podcast thing has really been helpful. So helpful, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I, I probably wouldn't have, I always say it, I probably would have never stuck with comedy five months in if I wouldn't start this podcast because there were so many things where I just didn't know what to do, didn't know how to navigate myself and doing this and being able to talk to people is so helpful, dude. And so supportive. People are so supportive when they come on. It's great. Yeah, no, just definitely, yeah, one day you're going to be the supportive person. Yeah. And it's, you'll be so, and it, I think this is great. It's a great way to like get to know. It's it's weird. It's a great way to get to know someone when you're in front of a mic and a camera. Yeah. And you're, you're just, well, I always fun. say that I've been saying lately that I think this is going to like the new form of uh, entertainment. I think people are kind of over film and TV just because of how, I mean, just how fake it is. Really? Right? I don't. Yeah. No? I No, I don't think people are over film and TV. I think film is getting... There's definitely issues with film, I feel right. like, okay. as someone who has no film expertise right, right, as right. myself. Um, but I no, I don't think TV will go away. I think we love shows, and we, I think we just want to bring back good shows. My That's actually, that's my dream job, is to, like, one, do comedy, of course, but two, I've always wanted to write for a show, New Girl, or yeah. like a sitcom that's like a that. Show. That would be my dream job. That's the number one thing I want to do. But see, New Girl, New Girl, what, was like, came out what? It, it, or it ended like so 2016. that's something I wonder. So are like, sitcoms done now that no, we're on definitely Netflix? Not. I'm, I'm just like, yeah. that, and that's was my point. It's just like I feel like because entertainment has been so inundated with like just I don't know bullshit. 
I feel like people, uh, audiences want something real to where they can go to a podcast and just see the real side of those actors. Oh, okay, I, and I think that's definitely changed with like daytime or nighttime television. Mm-hmm. Like nobody cares about celebrity interviews mm-hmm. on a late night show, really. Okay. That's because fair. why when you can watch Hillary Duff on a podcast, exactly, which was amazing, but unedited, right? Unedited, yeah, or mostly or unedited. Mo- you know, some stuff will be edited, of course, R- of but course. just like getting to know, and it, it is, yeah, you know, yeah. Joe Rogan changed the world, yeah. you know. <laughs> Hell yeah, he did. Ivermectin, baby. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I don't know. What What do you? What else do you find are issues in the in the media? Oh, I, I just think it's it, there's this agenda. Like uh, I had Forrest on the pod, Forrest Wheeler on the podcast, and he was saying something great about art. How art was this form to where people who viewed art would be basically they would ask questions as opposed to hearing answers. And I think that's with books, with paintings, with film. Like the, my favorite film is Martin Scorsese. He's my my favorite director is Martin Scorsese, and every single one of his movies, there's no, it's not plot based. Yeah, it's more story based. So at the end of the movie, you're forced to think about what you just saw. Oh, absolutely. And with the movies now, it's very much in your face. Here, this is what you are. This is what you have to think, and this is who, what we want you to be. Is what I feel like. No, yeah, I, you know I, I mean? get that. That's how I felt about Barbie. Of what? Who, Barbie? Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch Barbie? No, I didn't watch Barbie. Barbie. I can't even. No, I didn't That's watch Barbie. I felt, and I, yeah, it was. Did you like it? No. Yeah. I Thank you. You're a real one. I like. I appreciated yes. a lot of. You know, I think feminism is important. Of course, know? I do. I don't hate feminism. I just didn't like the way Barbie approached it. I, and, and and look what Barbie did compared to Oppenheimer, right? Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan is a director who makes yeah. you think. My Inception, I don't Interstellar. Oppenheimer, so, but I love Interstellar is one of my but favorite see, movies. But see, those movies, he makes you think. It's not oh, like yeah. this is what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where Barbie is like, this is what happens. This is how the world is. This is this who you is, can be. This is what. Yes. Yeah. And so. But it made it, a billion dollars. That's no, where no, we no, are. No, no, Yeah. It is. It is. There's a lot of. There's a lot of issues. But you know, Jesse, we're going to fix it. No, we're going to fix it. We're <laughs> gonna f- comedians will. are going to fix this. I think we are going to feel that. I mean, like, did it... I haven't seen it, but everyone talked about every, every, everything everywhere all at yeah, once. Yeah, that's that a good one. movie. And I feel, like, and I feel like things are starting to be fixed. And I feel like the problem is addressed. And I mean, the general population will always consume what's easy and what's right. there and what's on billboards. But I, I think... I kind of like it being... Like, the good stuff being kind of underground and... Mm, like know, independent like some almost, kind of yeah. appreciation for it but right. i think i think there's good shows that will always be coming out and yeah it's just <coughs> getting those artists there right is the hard part is like hopefully someone will come in and say these are here's some new artists let's put them in uh it, it's a good thing that you brought up like independent filmmaking versus studio filmmaking is there any such thing as in comedy where there's like studio comedians and then independent <laughs> comedians i wonder if that's a thing i don't know maybe 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 there's people who just have huge followings but they're not getting they're not at the mm. improv in the store i'm sure yeah yeah or people who have podcasts and you know, have blown up but aren't still aren't doing shows and right. like big shows or anything. So I'm sure there is, but yeah, it's a comedy is a weird root or root. I don't think you can compare any of the roots together for music and film. Mm. And it's just at the end of the day, you do need a following, I guess. No matter what you do. Yeah, no matter yeah. what you do. And so, which makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, art is business. Right. So, yeah. 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 Uh, did music help you at all with the comedy? 
No. No? No. Not even live performance or anything like that? I used to write songs, and I felt like that was, that helped me with writing and Mm. really taking in this is what I'm analyzing in my life right now. This is how I'm feeling. But going from a serious tone to a funny tone. Ah. Yeah. And so, yeah, TV, film, I don't know. Is that, but that's your end goal. You kind of want to work, like, oh, write TV. I would love to write a TV show or or even, like, my one of my favorite movies is Mean Girls. Like, just movie, making dude. another just Grand Slam like Mean Girls yeah. is. Well, it, what a beautiful production that was. Yeah. Like, I watched that for the first time at a slumber party when I was, like, in <laughs> first grade, first or second grade. I know I was in elementary school. Yeah. And just being in love with it. And just that classic comedy movie, I do miss that stuff. Yeah. Because now I feel Legally like... Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. Um, what are some other bangers? Uh, uh, like back then. White Chicks. White Chicks. Oh my just gosh, dude. Just comedies like that. Yes. I, I miss yes. them so much. Dude, White Chicks, man. That was, that's comedy is, gold. It, it, it's you rewatch it and Any it's Adam still Sandler perfect. Any Adam movie, Waterboy, fucking... Yeah. Uh, Happy pre- Gilmore. The, the, the pre-era of yeah, Adam yeah, Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, I do. I, I want to, I want to, that's, that's what would get me into film is being able to write a comedy movie like that. And I feel like there are coming back, like there was Booksmart, Olivia Wilde did, which was, yeah. I thought really funny. Mm-hmm. People were like, it was just super bad with girls, but it was, it was still good. It was still a good film. Um, right. but yeah, I hope we, that's what I hope see, I see grows in comedy is comedy films. Cause I definitely, they just faded away, I feel like. And everything was like, here's Kevin Hart and The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and Will Ferrell. <laughs> are, are, uh, what's your favorite comedy movie? Honestly, it is Mean Girls. Okay. Like, I, okay, I still quote Mean Girls all the time. Freaky Friday was another one. Freaky Friday was great. Was I wouldn't I wouldn't call that exactly a comedy comedy. I think that was more no. of like a teen, teen movie more. Teen drama. Teen drama movie. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Okay, this awesome. is what I always go back to. This is what I think made me want to do comedy. Rooting, rooting back to the roots. <laughs> rooting back to the roots. Stupid saying. Going back to childhood. Amanda Bynes. Yes. I loved Amanda Bynes. Same here. I was. I would watch the Amanda Show, and I yes, sometimes I'll go yeah. back and watch clips of it. Like this girl had her own sketch show. Yeah, dude. At 15 years old, Wild. and it was hilarious. And, and so, who knows what Hollywood did to her? Because she's all kinds oh of fucked God. up now, dude. Horrible. Remember a couple months ago, they found her downtown just yeah, naked? They, f- they found her, yeah, walking around Hollywood Boulevard on St. Patrick's Day just naked. And yeah, they, I think they just pumped some drugs into like her and Britney Spears right. back in the day. Yeah. Right. And I, it just, I think we're, I think soon there will be some studies of like, hey, what did we give all these Dude, women? It, oh, oh, that's how it always works, right? Like we don't know the truth until fucking 20, 30 years later. Yeah. Where, like look at Judy Garland. Yeah. Right? Like Judy Garland, Wizard of Oz. She was getting pumped with pills, getting fucking molested, yeah. raped by those studio heads. But and it was all cool back then, but 30, 40, 50 years, it comes out, it finally comes out, and everyone's like, I, yeah, that's all right. I think I think Amanda Bynes is super underappreciated because she was hilarious. Yeah. She won Funniest Kid in America. Yeah. On to, and I, I they had another contest of that, and it was held at Burbank and Nickelodeon when mm. I was a kid, and I begged my mom to drive me out here to do it. She didn't. But I'm really glad. So, <laughs> yeah. like, this is something I'm really glad about. I'm really glad... I was not a child star because when I was oh, a gosh, that ruined awful. when I was a kid, I wanted to be on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel so badly. Yeah, that was a dream. It dude. was so was badly. Dream. I wanted nothing more. I had I like to be this, on all that. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted nothing more. 
But actually, what's so funny is one of my friends now is a child star. Oh, wow. He, he, he was a child star. He's not a child anymore. <laughs> but he was a child star. <laughs> he was, it's so crazy. I'm not going to say who he is, but he was on he was on one of my childhood shows. And it's it's weird because he's like one of my friends in LA now. And like, he had, he had a good experience. But he can see how other people just... <sighs> Fall into that hole, dude. Yeah. yeah. He got, and he had really good parents. And mm, so... Because there are some shitty parents, man. And he got out of it. But I just... I think about that all the time. Especially, like, living here. Mm. Is I wanted to be, like... A, I wanted to be on Nickelodeon so badly. Absolutely. And I'm so glad every day it was not. Yeah. <laughs> that that never happened. Um, I always think about, like, how we were talking about our homeless problem here in L.A. I always wonder how many of those homeless people were, like childhood stars or stars back in the day that got had something messed up done to them you know what i mean and they ended up in that position that i always i actually thought about that idea like or not that idea but that that thing like today or yesterday i was like damn like that would make sense if that's what they would do to keep people shut up shut up you know what i mean just feed them drugs and then let them out in the streets make them seem like they're crazy so sad it is so sad. no messed yeah. up world I don't know. What has been, what is it? Have you had a big realization like within the first few months of living in LA? Did you, is there something you realized? The first few months? Uh, well, I, I moved out here when I was like, what, 2017 or 2018. So the landscape was a lot just more different. You know what I mean? Like the temperature of everything that's going on in LA was a lot different. Um, mm. I guess the one thing that I noticed moving out here is that they didn't sell alcohol at the fucking gas stations. Oh, yeah. That and then was you can't weird. buy alcohol after, after 2 a.m. Yeah. Like, I remember. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Was, and then grocery stores oh, will close at well, 2 Grocery store goes close. Yeah. What and, is this? Um, I remember one time I came out for a show in LA when I still lived in Vegas and I was so hungry. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get snacks at 7 yes. Eleven. And 7 Eleven was closed. Yeah, dude. And I was like, what is this place? It's weird. I don't get it, dude. Fast food joints will close. I'm like, dude, what There'll is be one this? one Taco Bell with 30 cars yeah. in the line. At like <laughs> Two hours. It's like an hour like, wait. I will starve. That so, happened to me once, dude. Um, an hour wait. Yeah. And so just, I don't know. LA is a, it's such a weird place. Like, do you ever stop and think, like, wow, I moved out here? Yeah, all, all the time. It. And all the time. It's, it's so crazy because you feel so small. There's just so much. Everyone's going somewhere. Everyone's doing something. Yeah. And it just, you feel so tiny and yeah. unimportant, but I like it. Yeah. I like it. Do you? Yeah. I like how tiny and unimportant I feel here. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the dating situation like with you right Ooh. now in LA? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, everyone talked about like dating. In, so I, when I moved out here, I was still in a relationship. Long distance relationships don't work. Yeah. Um, they just don't like. <laughs> Uh, like maybe they do if you really, you know, but I, I wanted to move out here. He didn't. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was out here for a bit and then I was just like, we're, you don't want to move out here. Do you? He's like, I definitely don't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well let's, let's just go our separate ways and be happier in our own lives. And I didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really sad about that. I was fine with leaving that just in the past. Right. Um, and then I was like, I'm just gonna, just gonna be myself out here, you know, give myself <laughs> Give myself my, my freedom, be single in L.A. <laughs> and all the nightmare stories that all my, like, L.A. friends have. Um, and then I when I met someone, and it was, it was it, I was, like, I had a lot of, I, I met someone who I had insane judgments about at first. Okay. And I, then I got to know them. Okay. And I was like, wow, I judged you completely wrong. Are you in love, Liz? No, no. No, but I judged them completely wrong. And 
Um, they are an amazing person. Do I know this person? They've been on your podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Leave the comments on who you think it is. I'm just kidding. No one <laughs> comments if, on my shit. What I know. <laughs> I would feel so cool if someone did. <laughs> and they knew it? No, yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't hard launched it yet. No, okay. No, but... Well, how long have you guys been... Uh, it's... We've been dating for maybe like three months now, which is not, not a long time. But it's been... I think I was very scared to date again, especially in such a big city in LA. And when I was in Vegas, I did try dating a guy who lived here. And that wasn't, of course, that wasn't going to work mm-hmm. out living in Vegas. Um, I think you have to, I think if you have money, you can do a long distance relationship. Yeah. Like I know Fly wealthy people. Whenever. Yeah. I know wealthy people can do that, but yeah, that's true. no. And so I, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It's been good, really good so far. And I, it's it feels it feels stupid to be like giddy about it because I've been really bitter. No, no, I haven't been bitter, but I was just like, okay, I'm gonna give myself a little. I don't need I don't need a man in my life. And then now I'm like, I'm going on a date. <laughs> it feels it's so exciting. No, yeah. Um, Look at you. It's uh, it's been nice. This is awesome because it's been nice. What is this episode thirty two or something like that? Everyone, 32. everyone was like, oh, dating sucks here. <laughs> I know, no, like, and I'm like, maybe and you're it's dating just, a comedian too. Maybe That's it's just a- you. <laughs> That's what yeah, I tell people. Yeah. I was like, maybe it's just you. Maybe yeah. you're not ready today. Yeah. Maybe, maybe go shopping in a different area. Maybe, you know, take a night off going to an open mic yeah. and go on a date if that's what you care about. But well, I maybe, don't know. Maybe this is just a testament to you because I hear that LA girls, period, from not even from comedians, from every all the homies that I know, LA girls are one of the hardest girls to get into a relationship with, even dating or talk to. I hear that a lot. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of my girlfriends here mm-hmm. that live here, and one of my one of my new girlfriends who I've been becoming close with. She's amazing. She's in a relationship with a comedian, and she's incredible. She from LA. She's from oh, LA, she, but I go. can see. I mean, if you're out shopping for girls on Melrose, then maybe, yeah, maybe that's not the place to look no, for. No, not at all. For abroad, no. but why do you why do you think it's hard to? I feel like because I feel like people feel both both sexes feel the same way. I don't know. I've been out of the dating scene okay. seventy years. Okay, I've been with my girl for seventy years. Yeah. If I had a, did you guys meet here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we met here like the first month we were both here. Yeah. Like she she was on her balcony, I was on my balcony, and that's how. See, it kinda, I yeah. think it's just other people. Yeah. Well, that, well, that she's not an LA girl. She's from France. You okay. Know what I mean? So she's yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe people have. So I, I think it's hard out here because. Everyone, men and women, and whatever you go by, it, you're always looking for something better. Yeah, I feel like you're always, that's you have what such it is. high yeah. expectations. Yeah. You want something better, and I think I heard something. I heard the, this is so stupid, but I heard this TikTok say this lady on TikTok say something like, like people have such high expectations of dating because you think you're going to meet someone and feel this like immediate electricity and spark, and it's just going to be incredible the first magical time you see them. And it's like, it's not like that. No, like get to know someone and mm-hmm. then that will grow. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think I've, I've felt, feel like a lot of people don't get over the awkwardness first. And that's why you be like hinge dates don't work or mm-hmm. Tinder dates don't work, which I, I did a few of those when I was in Las Vegas. Yeah. I've never done one. Really? Never done Good one. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, but, and I don't blame people for doing that. I mean, Say you work a job and you see the same nine people yeah, in your office. Exactly. You go to the gym and you go home. Yeah. You go out with your friends occasionally. Where are you going to meet someone? Exactly. 
And so that's what I thought too. I was like, where am I, where am I going to meet someone? I'm not going to date another comedian. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. There you um, are. No. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I was a little against it at first cause I did have, I don't know, you do still, you kind of compare each other. You kind of mm. compare yourself to them in a way. Mm-hmm. But once you get over that and you realize that you're more supporting each other, yeah. it's it's a lot better. And, and it's, so. it's patience too. Like what I've noticed with my my relationship is just really just being patient with one another. Exactly. Like my, my, my girlfriend should have broken up with me a hundred times, honestly. <laughs> and she's just different. She's just patient, dude. She yeah. just deals with the bullshit. She deals with my annoying ass and... And it's, it's really communication and like catching someone when they're ready for a relationship. Yeah. Cause I think people go through a phase of wanting to be not, not knowing they want to be alone or not wanting to be alone, but not wanting to go that to that level of, of having a real relationship. Right. And I, th- I think especially guys in like their twenties, yeah. I feel like a lot of dudes deal with that. Yeah. Of, absolutely dude. Yeah, absolutely. Boys are immature. We're immature up until we're like fucking maybe thirty-two. But I also think that's okay. I think it's okay for dudes, you know, and I, to if you're in your twenties and you don't really want a relationship and you just want to. I think that's totally okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Or if you're in your twenties and you really want a relationship, that's okay too. Right. But I think just they, you have to be very communicative about it, and you have to really understand yourself to do that. Because you'll see people get in relationships and you're like, you don't really want to be in that relationship, yeah. do you? Could um, you think it could be a timing thing as well? Like maybe like, you know, like not that your your schedules would match up, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I don't know what I was talking about. It could I be know. a timing of, of yeah. where you are. Like maybe you meet someone who's the right person for you, right. but you're going through some hard yeah, stuff. Exactly. Maybe some, they still have feelings for someone else. And things haven't subsided, but I, I also actually no. I'm gonna go get. It's not a timing thing. Yeah, because I, you will make the right time for someone. Exactly, when they feel I, right. I was thinking the same thing when you were talking. And same, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've had. I, I I guess I haven't had too much. I haven't collected the data on dating yeah. here in LA from <laughs> Fair from, from many friends too much either, and so. I mean, pretty much all my friends are comedian and comedian. My my two best girlfriends. Or comedian girlfriends. There you go. And it's great. Comedians are awesome, dude. Yeah. I love comedians. And comedian girlfriends are even more awesome. Yeah. I love them. I love them. Yeah. So much. And so, yeah, you know, so I can't, I have no comment on dating in LA. I think. Good though. I I think dating in LA sucks. I'm like, maybe you suck. Yeah. (laughs) Cause clearly there's, here's a, uh, an example of, even though she's keeping it low key and I don't know who it is. You you do I told you I know I do I do know I do know I was just playing for the cameras I was just I do know it is I told you lucky guy dude lucky guy he's he's amazing he's he's so talented very talented so talented so funny very talented he's like the only person I think him and my mom will listen to this but he's yeah he's dude I keep telling him he needs to go up to the improv I I actually told him him. the week before I saw you I was like bro you need to go up to the improv he was supposed to the day before he was supposed to come that night literally that day before he was supposed to come that night and he chickened out. He took it out, and I, and I'm kind of glad he didn't. But no, <laughs> um, I think I think I would have been a little bit nervous if he did. But no, he he, and you know I, he couldn't go at his own time. But he's so talented. Honestly, he's, he's one of my favorite open micers right now. He literally is. So it's I him saw and him, one other person. But so funny story. I saw him do. So I have a friend. She was on a show mm-hmm. at the Ice House uh-huh. that first like the first week I moved here. And she was like, "Hey, come hang out the show." Um, 
onto her show. He was on that show like before I met him. Okay. And Is that how you guys met? No. No, okay. I didn't meet him that night. But I just remember thinking, like, this dude is so funny. Like, the people on this show were all really funny, but him and, like, one other person really stood out. And then I saw him a few months later, and I was like, hey, I recognize you. You were on that one show. I was at the place, and I'm yeah. like, that will give it away. Yeah. Um, you were on that one show. You did so great. Like, you're so funny. And I meant that respectfully as, like, as another comedian. This is me telling you, like, you crushed it. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> he thought you were yeah. hitting on him? Yeah. Yeah. And there he was like, he, and we talked about this, and he was like, oh, my God, yeah, I was just glad you saw me, like, on a real show. <laughs> and, like, he's like, that's, like, the first big show I really did. No shit. I had no clue. And so... Yeah, and then a Dude, few months a later, he he did amazing. And he's night. one of the most consistent comedians I've ever seen. Yeah, honestly, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a bad mic yeah. ever from him. And I see yeah. him a lot, quite a lot. Exactly, he's a fucking killer. Yeah, Seriously. and he's like he's so social, and out, even outside of comedy, he's he has that just yeah. like charm about him. And so. Yeah, and what I love about him is his descriptions. You would never think, looking at a guy like him, that he would have such a vast vocabulary. And when he describes things, I'm like, oh, my God, dude, how does he come up with this stuff? Like, what does he read? <laughs> he just sits and reads the thesaurus all day? He actually, he does read a lot. I have a rule that I don't, I don't, <laughs> my friend would always say this, like, don't fuck guys who don't have books in their, in their house. It's true, though. <laughs> he has, like, a, him and his roommate have, like, a whole fucking does library. He really? Yeah, he reads, he reads a lot. He's I would have never very, guessed that. You would never, never guess it. He Everything he does, you would never guess. It makes sense now, though. Again, like I said, with his descriptions, they're so yeah. precise and so succinct, he's, you know? He's very talented. And very I, talented. I don't think he even realizes about himself. But So if he is listening to this, or he is listening to this, dude, to go this. to the improv, go to the, go to the comedy improv, store. The, you're a killer. Just do your thing, okay? Okay. Uh, oh, man. I'm, like, sweating talking about it because I'm, like, <laughs> I don't know. No, um, yeah. <laughs> you nervous? Is he making you that nervous? No, I just get happy. I don't know. It's He's cute. Cool. No, it's good. You can cut that part. <laughs> what? You can cut that part. No, I'm not cutting it. That's cute. He's going to love that. <laughs> but, yeah. How do you, what would you say is, what is was the key to being you've been in a long-term relationship and you mm. you seem very you're still very cheery about it and i see a lot of i see a lot of people like i, I yeah. like i really admire people who've been together for a long time and they still bring up their spouses like their spouses are still very present when they're not around mm. what do you feel has really if you were going to write an article on on relationship advice what would you say i would say that it's just her it's just her unconditional love it's okay. not even me, dude. It's her uncon. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a like maybe childhood trauma where I felt like I would always get abandoned by okay. people because that's what happened in relationships and stuff like that. So you value her so much in your life that motivates you to put in the effort to keep that relationship oh my, what it is. You have no idea, dude. You have no idea. Like, and I want to like give her the world. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's why I hustle. Like, yeah. I'm here on a Sunday. Fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it d doesn't matter what what I'm doing, but it's like. I don't know. I just it's it's just knowing that she's giving me the unconditional love that I've always wish I had my whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've again, I've always just had the fear of abandonment. I always feel like that's like what's going to happen to me. Like she'll just up and leave because that again, past relationships would be in a four year relationship and she'd up and leave and go to a different country type shit. Oh wow. And I was just and so and on top of everything that went in my childhood, that was like one of those things. My parents aren't divorced or anything like that. Yeah. It was just I don't know what where it comes from, but 
that w- that's what it was for me. And dude, I'd struggled with that five years into our relationship. It wasn't literally up until like a, a year or two where I finally was just like, this girl fucking loves me. Like I knew she loved me, but I was, it yeah. was like a, a, a different thing where it's like, she loves me and she wants to be with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Even though we talked about it for the first five years, yeah. you know what I mean? It just finally clicked that I was just like, dude, I got to be a man. I got to okay. be a man for her and just yeah. fucking like, like provide, like too. all my dreams of being a director, being a writer in film and stuff like that kind of went out the window mm. with me starting to hate film and stuff like that. But also it's like, okay, well then this is not what I'm like, film isn't going to be like, what's going to support us. I got to find something else at this Avenue where it, how it came about and where it's going right now. Like the projection of it yeah. is insane, dude. Like, and all this is for her. That's so This literally all this is for her because it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to propose to her next year. Yeah. It was so so funny. I, uh, I I was talking to her for like two, three weeks about it, how I was going to propose to her. I'm ready to propose to her next year and stuff like that. And she goes, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And three weeks later, she's like, who else have you told? I was like, actually, I haven't told anyone just you (laughs) because she's literally my best friend, dude. Yeah. Literally my best friend. That's so important. Yeah. And then that support. Yeah. And it's like, I never want to be away from her. You know what I mean? I want to spend as much time as I can. I mean, like, I'll have, like, two bookings here in a day, and in the middle of the day, if she's working from home, I'll go home for, like, half hour to an hour yeah. just so I could see her and then drive back here for 40 minutes. So it's it's literally just those things. Make It's creating time for her as opposed to managing my time. I see. Right? Like, I can get all the work done mm-hmm. behind the scenes. It's like, if she has a moment where I think we could spend time together, then I'll sacrifice everything. I'll push work off to the side for us to hang out for a bit, and then I'll get back to it. Because I create time, I can do it while she's sleeping. You know, exactly. I can do my edits. Th- while she's those sleeping. are things I appreciate. Like I've I've learned kind of, I've been in probably two serious relationships mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. and that's that's something I do appreciate. Is just one someone making plans, being like, hey, Friday night we're gonna go to the movies, we're gonna go to dinner. Like, does that work for you? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, you made plans. That's so that's so hot. Like, no, just that's and it's so important to to show like, hey, we have the busiest lives. But this is this is the time I'm scheduling to put you because you're important. Yeah, and I think that's that's that that would be my relationship advice is like make sure the other person knows that they are important and you want to be you want to share time in your week with that that nothing else matters and you can still be successful and make time for other people. Hundred percent, and it's got to be unconditional. You know what I mean? Like she's better at than me. Like I'll like. I'll fuck up and she's just like, okay, whatever. It's just life. And then she'll fuck up and the Filipino side comes to me. You should do better. You should, you need to do better. You know what I mean? Like that's just the Filipino side in me, which yeah. isn't healthy. You know what I mean? And I realized that early on and yeah. I have changed a lot from the first six months we were dating. Yeah. But it's like one of those things where it's like you have to, I don't know, you, you just got to really love the person. Like you, and it, for me, I knew I loved her. It just took me a certain, a, a little bit more time to realize that she loved me as much as I loved her. Have you ever been in love? Were you ever in love before you met her? Before I met, well, before yeah, yeah, you yeah, were yeah, with yeah. her. Yeah, I was, I was like in one, one longer relationship okay, and stuff like that. Before. Or I thought I loved her. I don't know. Like it was different back then. I was yeah. really young. I was in early twenties. I dated her when I was eighteen. Up yeah, until that's 22. that's 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 understandable. That's yeah, love. But like, it, yeah, but it was like I think it was more so that that was like puppy love. Like this one with this woman. Oh yeah, adult. Yeah. Like yeah, I feel like adult because like I think my first like real. All my exes are gonna listen to this now. <laughs> my first like real true love was I was like seventeen years old, mm. and it's that like 
and it's it's so it's so weird to explain love to someone who's never been in love. Right. Of like this unconditional feeling right. of the like just tunnel vision of this is yeah. what I want in my life is you. Nothing else matters. Right. And I I don't know, like I I've only experienced it early as like a young a young person. Mm-hmm. So if I ever experience again as like an adult, it's I'm sure it'd be different. Yeah. No, it, 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 I think it, it takes more time as an adult, you know what I mean, to, like, not jump in oh, so yeah. quickly. Oh, yeah, because you, you learn. And exactly. You, and but then again, at the same time, that could be, in my experience, that could be a detriment to the relationship, right? Like, I'm so grateful that my girlfriend was so patient with me mm-hmm. and willing to no, just... No, a, a slow burn is so nice. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, as so opposed to jumping in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So you get effective. to know them more. You get, you know, it's... Yeah, I think people just need patience with it when it comes to relationships and love and like patience and communication. Communication is important. It's yeah. a huge thing, dude, because I'm not very much of a communicator either. Even and I got better actually with comedy. I'll it tell does, you that because yeah. what happened was... You get was, more comfortable saying yes, what's uncomfortable to say. Exactly. Because what happened was I realized going to the open mics, I was being more honest with other comedians than I was with my girlfriend. Mm. That was like a month or two in and it switched Look ever since you. then. And that's what... I, literally, that's when I was just like, all right, well, this is a woman for me. Like, Look I got to be honest with her because it was so hard for me to be honest with her for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. But then like just doing that thing, like I said, just being honest in front of people, I have no idea and don't even love me, but yet I couldn't even be honest with my girlfriend. That really fucked me up. And it was a switch. Literally right when I realized that, I switched it up. I was like, I'm never going to lie to her ever again. Yeah, I had, I had that issue with my last relationship. Yeah. Is like I, like I, I would lie to avoid what was the truth that would cause more, I felt like would cause more damage. Right. And don't, it doesn't feel good that I did that. Mm. And I, I, so you learn, you're like, okay, now I want to be honest. I want to, I want to be with someone that I know I can be honest with Mm -hmm. and I can always tell them and then trust that they won't feel indifferent. What they, that they will appreciate my honesty. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and the ones who will, those are going to be the ones, you know what I mean? Like the ones that give you time, the ones that respect you, you know what I mean? Uh, From a guy to a woman. Yeah. It's, it's, res- it's respect. Exactly. Because once they start disrespe- disrespecting you, that's a red oh. flag. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah, this is, and I've been in those situations. It is weird. But, you know, early dating is fun. Early, yeah, of course. It's weird because early course, dating is yeah. really fun. But then it's also tricky because you have to communicate. Like, you have right. to go through the... Hey, you you got to know the short lingo, like the short talk lingo, right? Like you got to yeah. know what you you guys mean by a certain either body yeah. movement. Yeah, first or... you have to go through the like, okay, are we, are we like just taking up? Or like, yeah. do you like, you know, yeah. can I leave my toothbrush here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I would, I would go through this phase of what I was dating where I'd leave my hairbrush and be like, is this, is this weird? Is this, is this okay? Can I, can I do this? He's like, no, leave your stuff here. It's fine. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I just don't, you know, not yeah. thinking too in the future. It's just. This is my hairbrush here in case I forget mine. <laughs> and yeah, and then kind of understanding what it what issues you guys have. Mm-hmm. Like I have pretty really bad anxiety. Mm. And um I I get like panic attacks and stuff and then it's like hey, when at what point do I show that to the other person? Mm. And and so just learning about someone I think is just as challenging as maintaining a relationship later on. Absolutely. Yeah, I like talking about relationships. So do it's, I. It's, no, so it's do I. So, yeah, it's so interesting to me, especially. It's a cool dynamic, dude. Like, you, you know, starting meeting someone, starting the relationship, and keeping that relationship going. It's 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 a really like 
it's work, but it's fun, dude, especially if you're doing it with someone that you enjoy doing it with. Exactly. And I've learned so when I, relationships have always come so easy for me, mm. like since I was young. Um, what um, was harder for me. I'm so sorry. I got to piss so bad. You piss so bad. Yeah. So sorry. Dude, I get the Asian glow too. Do you? Yeah. Oh my like, gosh, that must be I, worse for you because you're complexion, I'm, right? Yeah, but I do get the Asian glow. Your whole body? Especially if I drink beer, my yeah, face dude. will just be pink. Yeah. Like I remember so many times in college just looking in the mirror at a party like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad, dude. I'm glowing. Yeah, it's no, bad. Yeah, that's that's my, that's the, that's when I prove my Asian-ness yeah. though. <laughs> I'm also like the lightest lightweight like ever. Same That's here. It's an Asian thing. thing though. You know, we yeah. have like a an enzyme Ooh, in exactly. our liver that can't break down alcohol or I something. Have dumb, yeah. Have that dumb enzyme. I cheap I have, date though. I have That's two. Fun. No, yeah, I have two drinks. I'm smacked. Yeah. Like it's 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 so easy. What's your go-to drink? My go-to drink, um, lately, m the easy drink for me. Okay. I got. I felt very validated because my favorite drink is a vodka diet coke, and everybody thinks that's weird. <laughs> Everybody thinks that's weird. Vodka Diet Coke? Yes. But you know, what the fuck? you know, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of this person until they said that was also their favorite drink. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift that said that's her favorite her favorite cocktail no too. And I'm like, she fucking knows where it's at. She's she a real says one. vodka diet coke. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I know, but it's good. I love it. I would get that at bars all the time. And then one day someone was like, That's weird. And that I was is like, weird. <laughs> that is really weird. <laughs> I know someone was like, That's weird. And I was yeah. like, is it? I didn't know. I thought that was a normal thing to get. I thought you could mix any alcohol with any soda. <laughs> I don't think I've ever tried that, actually, to, to be honest with you. So that's like, like if I'm in a place where I'm, if I'm in like a shitty bar, I'll get that. Yeah. If I'm like somewhere and I feel weird ordering that, then I'll get, um, well, like I'll get like um, a margarita probably. Would okay. Be like my second go-to. Yeah, margaritas were fun. Tequila's yeah. fun. That was my drink tequila. in Vegas. Yes, I love tequila. It was just, me and my homies would smack a whole bottle of 1800 before we even get downtown. Yeah. And Drinking then, in the parking lot was, that was Vegas culture. You'd, you'd park, drink. In the, in the parking garage? Yeah. yeah. Smoke a blunt, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And so, Are you a smoker? No. No? I don't, I don't smoke at all. At all? I, I occasionally want a cigarette. Oh, okay. If I'm drinking, but I never like would buy one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for I, you, I used dude. to I used to vape a little. I used okay. to vape a little bit, but I, I didn't really like it. That's still not, really good yeah. for you, dude. I don't I haven't met a lot of people like that. Really, yeah. I know. I feel like everybody smokes weed now. Yeah, well, smoke something. Smoke right? something. Like vape, cigarettes. Yeah. Weed. No, I've never been a continuous smoker. Good for um, you, man. And I feel like a very balanced drinker because of the fact that I can only have two drinks <laughs> like do you, do you like to get fucked up though because once i start drinking i can't stop I no have to keep no no, going no. I, I i get to a point i'm like i'm having a good time yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna have some diet coke after this no vodka but no i i just i found a happy place with it i drink a bit last night but it's kind of just people kept buying me drinks and they kept appearing but I, 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 even like my body will kind of tell me like okay that's enough like i don't want anymore good for you that and you can so, stop that i yeah. cannot stop because I, I, I was known for puking before we would even go oh out. Oh my god! No, I hate I hate vomiting from drinking. I think oh, I that's love it. the worst. I thing. love it. Oh, okay. get it all out of your system, and then so you can start all over. Start again. right back yeah. up. Put it right back in. That's disgusting. Exactly. Yeah. Um. No, what were you talking about? Uh, relationships. Relationships. Uh, what were we Cute, talking? What were love, we saying? Uh, communication. You love. I don't know. Yeah. Early dating and yeah, I guess. 
something I like to ask people in longer relationships is like, have you, how much have you guys changed? I think that's the hardest part of having a longer relationship is you, you are going to change. Mm-hmm. And will you still want to be with that same person right. when they're a different person, right. when you're a different person? Uh, it, I, I honestly don't think if we have changed, it's more so in our career rather than with each other. I mean, as a person. As a person? Yeah. Like, do you feel like, or do you feel like you haven't changed that much? And I feel like I'm more, ambi- I'm, I'm more ambitious and more like, uh, I actually know what I want now out of life, okay. right? Like back then, it, 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 or, uh, there were selfish reasons back then. It was me. I wanted to be a director. I wanted to do this. But now it's like, again, want to provide everything for her. Am I answering this question right? I don't know if I am. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, what was the question maybe, again? I guess too, maybe because oh, you're a little change. older. Like if you've, because you, you, you change as a person with like you want different things. Right. You want, you, your personality might be different. How you see the world will be different because mm-hmm. something could have happened to you. I actually, and, did, go ahead, finish. Do you not feel that way? I, I Honestly, dude, to be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think we've changed at all towards really? each other. Yeah, I think. Not towards each other, just as, as individuals. As a person, no. I don't, I don't think we've oh, okay. changed at all. Like, wow. It's one of those things where I feel like she's the same person. If anything, we've gotten better at communicating, better at the relationship. Okay. Right? We've changed that way. Okay. But in individually, I don't think so. I don't okay, think so. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe what our wants were, are in terms of our career, but in the, in terms of our relationship, what we want from each other, I don't think that's changed. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Cut that's that a good out. question. Cut that out. No, why? I don't know. <laughs> now I feel like I didn't ask a good question. No, that's a good I question. I just want to no, be because a fun you made, No, you made me realize that. Like, I just want to be a fun person. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, I were to, if I were to, like, say anything, it's like when I met my girlfriend, we started smoking weed. Or no, mm-hmm. she started smoking weed. I've always been a stoner. I've been a stoner since I was, like, 18. But she started smoking weed, and she doesn't smoke weed anymore. If anything, that's the biggest change. Were you in Key Club? Key Club? Is that like throwing it up and shit? No, no. What's Key Club? (laughs) Okay. It was like a big Asian thing. No, it wasn't Key Club. Everybody who was Filipino in in my high school was in Key Club. (laughs) Key Club was like pretty much Asian club. I may have gone to like a meeting (laughs) just to sign my name in, but that was it. That was it. Never no, mind. I, I, I hated Asians growing up. Cut that out. I, yeah. No, hated not Asians? I would go to like... I'd go not to, hated, but just like I, 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 the culture was just I tried, awkward. I tried... Okay, this is what I was going to say. Uh-huh. I, I remember what I said. I, relationships were easy for me. Relationships were easy, but friendships were harder. Yes. When I was in high school, I so desperately wanted girlfriends. And when I was in college, I did get diagnosed with, like, really mild autism, so I'm slightly on the spectrum. And oh. it kind of explained to me, it's like, oh, wow, I'd had no girlfriends, but I aced all my math tests. Now mm. I see why. But, so. <laughs> no, that's just a Filipino. No. Yeah, <laughs> both. Um, but I just, I, I really wanted to, is it going to pick up the sirens? Oh, yeah. Shout out is to LA. Shout, Shout out to, to LA. LA. Shout out to WeHo. Odin. Odin. Oh, motherfuckers Odin. Odin on the fentanyl. On the fentanyl, whatever it is that they're doing out here. It ain't, definitely ain't weed. You can't overde- overdose on weed. Okay, I'm going to start over and then we can... No, no, you're fine. Cut, um, once this gets through. <laughs> Some shit's going down. Some shit is going down, shit's dude. Shit's going down. But shit's always going down. Always. In LA. Always. Like, but I feel like being from Vegas, we're also like, used that's, to yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is very true. Like we're coming from, okay. (laughs) Starting over. (laughs) Because this is like something just so important to me. But relationships were always easy for me. 
I, I struggled with friendships throughout all of school. I was very insecure of, am I a boring person? Like, what if I, I would hang out with other girls? Like, they'd ask me to hang out, mm-hmm. and we just didn't connect. Huh. Something was always off about right. it. And I, I did have good girl friendships here and there, but they always kind of diminished. Right. And so I, when I, when I was in college, and college was very lonely because I was in school for engineering, so there weren't many mm. women to begin with there yeah, either. Yeah. And so I just was, I made it true to myself, okay, I really just want to make girlfriends, and I really want to value those relationships. And right. so I've, now in my later 20s, I'm putting a lot more effort into my, my friendships with women than my romantic. I'm, or I'm pretty much doing the same thing. Right. And the... Like, my best friend, she is incredible. I'm so thankful for her. And I've been very open with her about, like, I, I want to learn how to be a good friend. Mm. I want to have these really powerful friendships with people. I want to okay. support my friends. And she's helped me so much with it. And I think that's the best thing I've done for myself is really put in the effort to say, I'm going to make girlfriends. I'm going to cherish these relationships that I have with these girls. And... That's my best. That's my best advice to girls: yeah. is having girlfriends, hmm. or even maybe, maybe, maybe a yeah, maybe a bakla friend. I, I, I think you and my girlfriend would get along great because she's really? the same problem. Yeah, it's hard for her to like find chicks that she can get along with. It's it's tough because like you especially want, in LA is yeah, and I don't, like I'm not like oh I, I'm not I never want to come off as a pick me. Do you know do you know pick me? Oh yeah is? yeah yeah of course yeah I never yeah. want to come off as a pick me. Like I'm so I love women I support women but like connecting with girls can be very hard for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Like I did go I did go to an all girls mic and it is a cha- a shift in tone because yes. you got to be like hey yes. with the dudes yes. to oh it's we're, hey, we're, I love we're Barbie. talking. Yeah. We're talking about girl stuff now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, did you did you hear about Scandal? <laughs> <laughs> you guys watching the Golden Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, yeah, having girlfriends is, it's so important. Yeah. And I, I definitely prioritize that. If I have a plans with my girlfriends on a Friday night and the person I'm dating, I almost said their name, the person I'm dating, if they, if they're like want to hang Friday, I'm like, no, I have plans with my girls. There like, you go. You go hang out with your dudes. Well, how about this? Your next girl's night, you hang out with my girlfriend and I'll hang out with your, with, your, will, bo- with your man. <laughs> you just want, no, I will take your girlfriend out. Honestly, yeah. if you, she needs girlfriends, I can be a girl's girl honestly and like i and so yeah since i've been here i've made two new girlfriends here and you know one of them i see every now and then she's also from las vegas and, oh cool um, oh, yeah. she's into things that i'm not really into but i've i've uh, that's another thing is finding like another girl that i'm like we like the same things that's tough yeah, like, yeah. i went hiking with one of my girlfriends <laughs> the other day yeah and my dude was like he's like you don't like hiking to you i was like nope but I love friendship. I love friendship. I will climb a mountain for friendship. And I suffered. Yeah. I was not having a great time. But no, I, I did actually. Now, will really she enjoy suffer? It. Will she suffer something that she doesn't like for you? I'm sure she I'm sure like I'm sure she would come hang out like one of my shows or something yeah. too. Like and so I I definitely and I we went out and got brunch and it was it was great. And so Oh my god, I love brunch. You like, I hate brunch. I have this whole bit I'm where fucking, I'm like the girl of my relationship. I, I love brunch. I hate brunch. What? I love you would, breakfast. You would definitely get along with my girlfriend. I love breakfast. I hate brunch. Like, fuck a brunch. Dude, I don't want to be in a loud... I want a sangria. I can make breakfast omelet, and, and be in my quiet home. No, I don't... It's the experience, I, I don't. I don't want to be in a loud restaurant drinking at 12. I got shit to do. I don't... I don't want to be drunk at noon. 
I don't want to have a stomach ache. I'm just going to go to brunch and take a nap, which what, I do love naps, but... What kind of Las Vegan are you? I hate brunch, dude. Yeah, <sighs> I... I hate it. I hate brunch. No, I am a. I do love breakfast. I hate lunch. I hate lunch in general. What the fuck? Lunch is the worst meal. What? Lunch is the worst meal, and dinner is is holy. But yeah, I, yeah, I know. I I'm a breakfast. I don't I usually don't eat lunch. Do the breakfast buffets though? Breakfast the buffets. Day, the Sunday oh, buffets. In Sunday Vegas? buffets in Vegas. Oh my fuck. gosh, yeah. dude. Yeah. The best time to go to the buffet. Oh, Sunday yeah. mornings. But they or they close a lot of the buffets. Have they? Yeah, a lot of the buffets at the station casinos are closed. I hate that I know that. But Is it because of the pandemic? I was, I th- after the pandemic, they never reopened them. The Fuck one at the that, South Point, dude. the one at the South Point is pretty good. That's a good Next, one. If you, if you go back, that's a good one. If you go back, go back to the South the Point Q? one. Or is that the Q or the M? I, the M. The M also has good, has another that's one. That's a good one. Uh, Red Rock is because I'm from Summerlin. Oh, you're from Summerlin. So we go to the, we head up the. Yeah. Hey, oh whoa! Yeah. No, I, I um, head up the Red Rock one a lot. That that shit's fire. Yeah, and so. Friendship. Let's see what other girl. I, I'm trying to think of other girl things that I've had to kind of pick up. Um, I do like going to drag. I have a friend. We go to drag okay. when I when I've I go to Vegas. Been. We go to drag. I've never been to a drag show. It's it's so fun. Yeah, honestly, it's very can be a little overstimulating, uh-huh. but it is very fun. Costs a little bit too because you're like tipping them as they're dancing. So it's, it's like going to a strip club. It's not a sexual thing though. I'd rather just like, go to a strip club. And see women get naked. No. <laughs> um, I'm not tipping a drag queen. I love drag queens, but I'm not tipping. Okay. No, yeah. That's, it's just a, th- it's a fun thing to do. Um, yeah. And so, you know, finding, that's another, that's another challenge is finding an activity you like with another girl. So, like, I'm, I'm adjusting to the hiking thing. I'm yeah, like, I can, yeah. I can do this. I can do this. For now. Yeah. For now. I don't really like being out in the sun. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and so, yeah, that that's my advice to your girlfriend is find a girl that you like doing an activity with, and let that activity bond you with you. Because, like, one of my one of my best friends at Vegas, like, her boyfriend's also a comedian, so he's always at mics and shows. And okay. So she's used to being at yeah. mics and shows, yeah. and so I'm like, hey, I'm doing this show, like, come hang with me, mm. and she'll hang out with me and drink with me, and so that is nice to have. And well, so. Maybe we'll go on a double date. Yeah, maybe we can go on a double Let's date. Let's go on a double like date. That. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, actually. I would like that, actually. I think everybody, love... everybody wants to double date us, and it makes me... I, I definitely <laughs> want to. I definitely want to. <laughs> You're like number three You guys are my favorite comedian right now. I definitely want to fucking double date. I definitely want to double date I get weird when I, we go on double dates. I'm always, like, fixated on the guy. I'm like... Because it's the only time I get to, like, really talk to another guy. To, like, bro <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. and he is such a bro. Dude, like, exactly. he's such a bro, bro. But, like, even when, like, we, got, we went out with one of my friends, and he was, like, very acknowledging of her, too. And, like... And so, no, yeah, but... Yeah, Let's seriously make it happen, can, though. I'm so down. Happen, I'm so honestly. down to double date with you guys. Yeah, not brunch. We can yeah. go out. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Way to take out all the fun, Liz. We Son drink, so we don't wake up until, like, 10, 11. It's perfect time for brunch. <laughs> <laughs> We go double date. All right, we did an hour and a half. Yeah, th- that's, ooh, that's I'm capping it here. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, cap it. Yeah, I, uh, let's let the people know where they can find it on the socials, and then we'll cut it. Cut Liz it. Hater, two Z's, Hater like Bill Hater, but he's not my father, not father. Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well there you go. An episode with Liz Hater of ba- my very first fucking Vegas, Las Vegas on the fucking yeah. show. We made I it happen. It. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Until next time. Bye. All right.